Hello, grandkids and other listeners. Welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Well, let's get right down to it. Let's continue with Slivers, Mary's Revenge, Chapter 4. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> Bradley, deep in sleep, was reliving everything about Mary's wishes when she fully transitioned. The cutting, the cremation, using some of her to smoke meat. While he was spreading the ashes in his dream world, he heard a bell. The bell was pulling him back to reality, out of his dream. He opened his eyes and realized that it was the doorbell. He got out of bed, kicked his penis out of the way, and put his bathrobe on. It snagged on something, and when he looked down, he was looking at the meat fork in his thigh. He had totally forgot about it. He pulled it out and threw it also on the floor. Opening the front door, Bradley saw the mailman standing there. Again, he asked if he was Bradley, who said yes, and handed him a letter. The mailman asked if he was okay. Bradley said he was, and why did he ask? The mailman pointed down that he had a large black circle round his eye, and something was running down his leg. Bradley looked down and realized sap was running down and pooling on the floor. He looked at the mailman and said his colostomy bag must be leaking. The mailman nodded and asked if everything was okay. Bradley said yes and closed the door. He looked through the window, seeing the mailman stand there for a few seconds, then leave. When Bradley turned around, he saw the body of the bartender and her head. He knew that from the front door, you couldn't see into the kitchen. He went upstairs to shower, leaving her in the pool of sap where they were. Looking in the mirror, Bradley saw the very large dark circle around his eye. He knew that talking to arborists and other conservation experts that tree knots, also known as burls, form as a reaction to stress, as a last-ditch effort to save a tree's life after an injury or infection. That is exactly what was happening. His left eye was turning into a tree knot. He decided to forego the shower since he realized he can't hold the soap in his right hand and what would happen if he swelled up because of the water? Getting dressed and into the car, Bradley had to drive with his left foot on both the accelerator and brake because his right foot was too heavy now because of the transition. A police vehicle arrived at Bradley's house. The officers got out and knocked on the front door. Because there was no answer, they looked through the windows but couldn't see anything. They went to the neighbor's house and rang the doorbell. The neighbor answered and asked if they had seen Bradley. The neighbor answered no, so the police officer gave her a card and asked her that if he does happen to come home and she sees him, could she call the number on the card? Apparently, the owner of the bar reported the female bartender missing. Her roommate said she didn't come home last night and the owner didn't see her show up for her shift. The police were told that Bradley was seen with her and she had left with him. 
last night. The police got back into their car and left, leaving the neighbor watching like a hawk. Bradley parked in front of the doctor's office. Walking in straight past the receptionist, he marched into the doctor's examination room. The doctor was with a patient and was finishing up an examination. The both of them were startled when the door opened, the receptionist behind Bradley apologizing to the doctor for the intrusion. The doctor said it was fine and told the patient to wait in the waiting room for a few minutes. The patient left and Bradley slammed the door shut. The doctor asked him what the matter was. Bradley, angrily, asked what was happening to him. The doctor said he didn't know. He didn't know what was causing the transition or how it even worked when a person can change to wood and still be alive. He was a laughingstock for a while in the medical community because word got out that he sent samples from trees, wood fiber, sap, resin. He then told Bradley that he started looking into other non-medicinal treatments. There was nothing. So he looked into other worldly resources like the occult. He found information regarding spirits of nature in the forest and possible explanations of what was happening. He then told Bradley that he didn't want to mention them because of being labeled a lunatic. Bradley said he found the same thing about dryads and hamadryads, the life and spirit of a tree. He told the doctor that Mary said a dryad had come to visit her and that mercy was going to be shown to make her transition pain-free and a beautiful experience. The doctor asked him what did he do to incur such wrath. Bradley looked at him and started tearing. He told the doctor about the affair, but he didn't kill anything, intentionally or accidentally to a hamadryad. He hurt Mary, her trust and her love, but not to anything else. The doctor told Bradley that he wished that he could help. Bradley looked at him and screamed. Massive pain started on both sides of his face and head. Bradley collapsed onto his knees and screamed for a few seconds. Stopping, Bradley stood back up. The doctor gasped when he looked at Bradley. Bradley looked in the mirror that was in the examination room right beside him. The right side of his face was now a light oak color. His hair on that side turned to bark. The worst part was his right eye was gone. A small growth was now there with small green leaves sticking out. A tree sucker. He smashed the mirror with his wooden hand and told the doctor that he was no help at all and started to walk towards him. The doctor went behind his desk, opened a drawer, took out a pistol, and aimed it at Bradley. Bradley stopped walking towards him and asked why he had a gun in his desk. The doctor said that you can never be too careful. Bradley looked at him somewhat confused and bewildered. The doctor continued telling him that the transition was starting to affect the left side of his brain where logical and analytical thinking was. He asked Bradley to sit down and think hard about what he was doing. After a few seconds, Bradley continued to advance. The doctor fired and the bullet hit Bradley in the head, breaking off some of his bark hair. But because of the transition, it was like firing into a tree. 
The doctor fired again, but the bullet missed Bradley going through the door. Bradley grabbed the gun out of the doctor's hand and hit the doctor with his wooden hand over and over. He didn't stop until the doctor's skull cracked open and started leaking. He walked out of the examination room into the front desk area. He saw that the receptionist had been hit by the bullet that went through the door into the back of her head. She fell forward off of her chair onto the floor, breaking her nose in the process. The patient from earlier was sitting in a chair reading a magazine. They both looked at each other, and because the doctor was right about the logical and analytical side being affected, Bradley shot the patient, the bullet going through the magazine and hitting the patient's chest. He then walked to the optometrist's office. Walking in, he shot the receptionist, who was standing in front of a framed display case. She fell into the case, smashing the glass. Bradley then went looking for the optometrist. He couldn't find him, but he heard the toilet flush in the washroom in the back. Sirens could be heard in the distance. He kicked the door open and found the optometrist washing his hands. Bradley shot him, causing the optometrist to fall backwards, cracking his skull open once he fell on the floor, rebounding off of the toilet. Luckily, there was no more patience, but... It was a bad day for receptionists.